Good morning, and welcome to the Agent on the Go podcast. I am your host, Jason Allen. I'm a four-year agent with Farmers Insurance located in Colleyville, uh, Colleyville, Texas. Excuse me. Um, We have a wonderful guest today, someone who I've known for a couple weeks, um, but she is a mover and shaker in the Tarrant and Dallas and Denton County areas. So I want to give her the introduction she so richly deserves. She is originally from Arlington, Texas. Um, She currently lives in Capel, Texas. She is married to the ruggedly handsome Blair, and she has two adorable kiddos, Chuck and Camden. She is the partner in B&B Home Team. Uh, my guest today is Miss Robin Grist. Robin, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. And you said Capel right. Uh, mo- I know. Most people are like, Capel, Capel. <laughs> yes. So you're yeah. 50-50 one way yeah, or the other. Yeah, but yeah. I'm luckily, I've, I've said it a number of times, so I kind of figured out how you're to say pro. it. Uh, got yelled at several times for that. But thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I wanted to have you on. Um, you are pretty new to the Grapevine Chamber, but you've already made some waves. Um, you've made some good connections, um, and you have an interesting story. And, and I wanted to get that out there to people kind of like you, people that have started a business, people that are entrepreneurial, people that want to shake things up in the industry. Um, so I want to start off with what exactly is B&B Home Teams? Well, so B&B Home Team, um, my husband and I have both been in the mortgage industry for a while. Um, and now I'm doing the financing part. So doing loans for purchase and refinance. And he is doing sort of like the handiwork uh, with repairs and model. And we're like, it's both home related. So um, we're going to call it B&B Home Team. It's it's kind of like an inside thing. But he's Blair and my nickname's Benny. So we did B&B oh, Home Team. Makes sense. I was trying yeah. to figure that out. I'm like, I get the, bl- the B for Blair, but yeah. when does the B for Robin come in? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So before you started this, and how long have you guys been in business? So we've been in business since about May when okay. we joined the chamber. Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, so new business. What yeah. were you guys doing before you started this company? Yeah. So um, we were both in mortgage. We were both working for a, uh, a bigger mortgage company that had a huge consumer direct group here in mm-hmm. Dallas. Um, and we were working with the teams uh, that handled all the loans for the existing portfolio for that company. So Okay. So how did you, what made you decide to break off from corporate America to starting your own business? So we've both been through companies and you, you know, you work really hard, you work your way up and you really have a vested interest in that company. And then in the mortgage industry or just a lot of industries, it happens, you get laid off Mm -hmm. and then you go find another home and you really enjoy it. You love it. You thrive and you build a team and you love each other. And then uh, they have to go shop and then you go on the next one. So we're kind of like, you know, we love, uh, you know, building relationships. We love helping people, you know, to, you know, to their next, you know, mm-hmm. chapter. Um, but we were like, how do we, you know, at least felt proof as possible, you know, let's do it on our own. We, we know how to do it. Okay. So let's, let's challenge ourselves and, and again and, and, and do it in our own, you know, build our own thing where we don't, you know, have to continue to rebuild and rebuild gotcha. in that manner. So perfect. So you, like a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs um, in moving on to this facet of your life, trying to take control of your life. Um, but what steps did you take? Because moving from, I would imagine, a large mortgage company, you have all these contacts. Now you're on your own. Yeah. You're kind of doing the same thing. You're brokering out business. So what kind of what steps did you take to get to this point? So yeah. Far? So it was really interesting because, like you said, you're 
you're walking away from sort of like a guaranteed group of people or clientele and then you're like who's gonna want to work with me <laughs> but uh, i swear i know what i'm doing but um but i think the biggest steps for, for me was i knew for sure i needed to get in touch with my community i already love the city i live in and the cities that i'm around mm -hmm. so i was like what better way than to like you know partner with other people who also live here and love it and, and want to help people so I definitely, I think joining the chamber was one of the first things that, that I did. Um, and then I also connected with some, a few, there was very few people in, in my circle that did what I did, but I connected with them and kind of brainstormed like, hey, what's working for you, what's not, um, and ended up, you know, attending a lot of networking events and, and just really thought of it like, I'm going to go do stuff that I like to do already because you want to be authentic. So uh, I like to, I mean, women's stuff, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, that makes sense. And so connecting with other women in business and in sales and in mortgage, it can be, you know, very specific. So that was interesting and, and doing, like I said, the city, city type stuff and just finding, finding, you know, our group and people that, you know, that want to help like we do. Gotcha. Perfect. So now with your business, you are more on the mortgage side, your husband's on the construction side. Yeah. Most people would not get into business with their spouse. Yeah. Um, I know oh that God. if me and my wife were together, <laughs> um, the business would be very short and we'd probably divorce. Um, so you guys have an interesting setup. How, how do you handle all that between parenting and working together as a business and still being friends at the end of the day and or at the end of the week? Like, how does all that work together? How funny that you asked because guess what? We met at work. So okay. when we met, so we met in 2015 at a mortgage company and he was doing the licensing training okay. for that. So we kind of know nothing else except for working together. Okay. So we get on each other's nerves sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but it's, it's definitely we're bounce ideas off each other. So it's great because I think in everything we've done, we've, we've not done the exact same job, but we've either worked in the same building, you know, we go to work together. And I think at the end of the day, we're able to, you know, respect each other and give ideas okay. and, and help and, and we kind of have a good perspective with each other. So I think we can sit there and talk and talk and talk and talk about business. And so we have to be like, not do that, but it works out well because, you know, I, we support each other, um, you know, whether, you know, we're working out of the house or we're going somewhere, but we're definitely uh, getting used to this by like, Hey, here's my calendar for the week. This is what I'm doing. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, luckily, my, uh, you know, Chuck is 13, um, so he's very self-sufficient. He's even started kind of helping on some projects. Okay. Um, and Camden, he's 20, so he's out of the house and he's gone. Okay. So it's been, but, uh, and the dog, you know, she, she likes to, to have Take a lot of part. attention. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'll jump in the car. Let's go. But, <laughs> so, yeah. So what happens if you guys disagree on something, on some aspect of the business, whether maybe it's something that you want to do that he doesn't want to do, or there's a customer that you have that he wants to take part in and you're like, I don't want to deal with this person or I don't want to deal with this thing. How do you guys figure things out? Yeah, I mean, I'm always right, but <laughs> well, of course, you're the wife, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Um, other than that, I think it really comes down, uh, you know, to the client. So we try to, you know, take it to the drawing board mm -hmm. and, and uh, we're really big about kind of writing things out. Um, but really helpful is kind of just, you know, getting your piece out there, talking about it and see what makes sense and kind of walking away and coming back to it maybe the next day. Okay. Cause I feel like for me, a lot of times in the moment I'll, you know, see it my way. And then as I walk away, I'm like, you know what, yeah, it's kind of right. I think it makes sense. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think for the transaction and the client, it has to make sense. And mm -hmm. we're both 
pretty pretty savvy about that, putting ourselves in, in their position to see, gotcha. you know, what would we want. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, great collaboration. It sounds yeah. like it sounds like you guys really really do work well together, trying to figure out the best way to work for you and for the family, which is fantastic. So to go with that, kind of what is your process? Someone comes to you looking to sell their home or looking to buy their home. And then, so how do you incorporate your services with your husband's services together since you are the B&B home team? Yeah, sure. So for, for me, you know, when someone tells me uh, that they're looking to buy a home um, or sell a home, means they're going to buy another home for the application process, it's really just almost like an interview like this. Like it, it's, you know, it's, I know some people have scripts, but for me, I really want it to be authentic and true to that person because it, literally everyone's situation is slightly different. You know, you're going to see some similarities, but you, you know, not everybody has the same situation. So it's really a conversation to see where they are now, where do they want to be, what have they been through, you know, so we can really get a vision of what they want to do. A lot of times if someone is looking to sell their home, um, you know, the the repairs and, and construction side of it, my, my husband's able to do a walkthrough and kind of point out some really easy things to fix. Mm -hmm. So he's not fixing everything. He's like, eh, right. the cabinets need yeah, painting or yeah. maybe we need to change the countertop, something like that. Exactly. So when someone's selling their home, you know, they're kind of like, how do I get out of here with the biggest, you know, the biggest bang for my buck mm -hmm. um, so that when a buyer comes in, it really is a turnkey. Like, I can see myself living here. Okay. So he's really good, uh, you know, because we've done, we've sold our property, moved in, and done a few of those where you just kind of say, look, you know, the little school things you could do mm -hmm. in this home would really appeal to a bunch of buyers. So he's able to do that walkthrough with okay. the sellers and, and see what kind of uplift, you know, you can bring. Mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side, when someone's ready to buy a home, you know, Right now, that inventory is pretty slim, mm -hmm. um, and you may walk into home and think this isn't perfect. But he has a really good eye for it being like, hey, you know, we can do these these few little things here, mm -hmm. and you know, make it your own. So you you know, let me help you see your vision, um, or even uh, you know, people existing homes will come to me and say, hey, I want to get some cash out and, and fix this thing up. So he's able to help people like you know, maybe I can't get into another home right now. Maybe I don't want to let go of my two and a half percent interest rate. Um, yes. So let's make your equity work for you. So, okay. so it really, it, it, that's where the collaboration comes in because I'm able to, to get the number side and the financing side makes sense. Mm -hmm. And he's able to kind of work with that budget okay. or what that need is depending on selling, buying, or just, you know, staying where you are. Gotcha. No, that's great information. Now you mentioned two and a half percent interest. Yeah, that may be a little dramatic. Yeah, but, but you know, some people. Pretty yeah. close. <laughs> yeah. um, but you, you kind of started your business at a weird time yeah. in the market for whether it's insurance or real estate oh, yeah. you were you know you've experienced it where interest rates were super low and people were just snapping up deals trying to make things happen now you know i think you just said like you said in your video the other day interest rates are seven seven point two percent yeah so how has that changed for you guys going from a really really low interest market to now one that's significantly higher that that we've seen in our lifetime sure meanwhile our parents bought homes at 22 percent yeah. interest back in the 80s and yeah. 90s so how has that affected you guys? What do you, what are your workarounds for that, for this current environment that we're in? Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely hear all the, the veterans saying, well, you know, we have 18% and you guys are lucky. <laughs> so, but you know, it's all relative. So mm -hmm. I think uh, what it really, what it really takes is some creativity. So um, luckily when I got in the business, it was, uh, you know, the rates were a little bit higher as well. And so you're, you know, you're thinking what makes sense. 
you know, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, it's not a slam dunk. So I think that's a benefit to the buyers and sellers right now, because you've got, you know, people that are in that actually can help you out and, and really give you a creative situation, not just, a, I'm going to log in today and just give you the rate and move on. Hmm. So it's taking a lot of, uh, you know, behind the scenes working out and seeing what's going to make the most sense. Um, I think some really creative products right now are some buy downs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, you know, there's permanent buy downs, just kind of depending on what you think, but, you know, we've been able to do some temporary buy downs to get people in some good situations mm -hmm. um, and, and just, you know, try to make the numbers work. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see, I, I know I've definitely seen less people qualifying, but, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it just needs to be creative. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, maybe we need to move, move some things around or, to see if there's some sort of down payment assistance or, or okay. things like that but um you know you want everybody to be able to afford it but you want them to be comfortable too so we're definitely not about putting someone into a loan that they're going to come by you know the skin of their nose like yep. you want them to be comfortable and be able to be in that home okay. um and not worry you know pay you know bill to bill so gotcha so when you do the the whole process getting someone a mortgage what are the things that you're looking for in terms of making sure someone can afford that rate you know um you know, as an insurance agent, I deal with mortgage brokers all the time, yeah. trying to help them. Um, what can what can we do to help you guys in the whole process and help our customers together? Yeah, I think it's really important. And, and for me, when I'm having that conversation with someone, I'm going to ask them about, you know, hey, where do you work? Where, how much do you make? Where have you been? Um, you know, we're going to look at their liabilities, see what they're paying on a monthly basis. But I don't just ask. We can, we confirm. We look because you know I don't expect the, you know the buyer or seller to be an expert. You know that's why I'm around. So I can ask them what they make. But let me you know I'm going to take a look at it and break it down and see what yeah. our underwriter is going to accept so that they're not hit with a surprise in the end. Like you know I you know I thought I was making this amount and mm -hmm. so uh, you know very transparent on income calculations and everything. And I you know won't, you know try to stay in touch with my partners. Uh, you know with you know whether it be insurance and title to see what taxes are doing mm -hmm. because. I think it's important to know what the going rate is. We just had a huge change in homeowners insurance where we may have been using $1,200 as a placeholder in years past. That's not the case anymore. No, it's so not. It's really important. Yeah, it's really important to, you know, that I think, you know, our partnership to communicate with those, you know, so I can know with, you know, what the premiums are, or, you know, what yep. they're paying because that plays a big role in how much they can afford on a monthly basis. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. So with all that being said, it's a challenging job that you're in. It's a challenging marketplace. Yeah. What, is, what is your favorite part of your job right now? So I would say my favorite part of the job is definitely collaborating with other people in the industry to make a package deal for the borrower because I think it's a team effort. Mm -hmm. So it's great to have a good team around you. So I love working with great counterparts and having a great team, but then also being able to help out a homeowner. I mean, it's great. Like we get to be on the end of, you know, someone getting something nice and, and great. And then, you know, having them think something wasn't going to happen. A lot of people come into it thinking it's overwhelming, um, maybe thinking they can't afford it or don't know how they're going to. And you're like, Hey, let me take that off your plate. You just tell me, you know, what you're looking for, what your situation is. And that's, that's, you know, that's our job is to figure out that puzzle and get you into it. So it's great to see people kind of let go and then, you know, be happy with the outcome. So. Perfect. Well said. So with that also, uh, every job kind of has its, its downsides, its troubling points. What is your least favorite part of the job? So for me, I've always been really into it, um, you know, 100% in, all in. Uh, you know, I can, my mind can think of, well, we can do it this way, we can do it that way. And so I've got to kind of give myself a, a stopping point and, uh, you know, 
with it being your own business, it's hard to, to really unplug and, and not think about it all the time. So I would say it's on my mind 24 seven and I got to do a better job of kind of giving myself a break. I'm sure you can understand Absolutely. how it is, yep. um, but definitely have a vested interest. It's not just a transaction to me. So for that reason, uh, you know, it can wear on you a bit, you know, because it's not just transactional. It's, it's a person's life you're dealing yep. with. So, you know, take it really serious and that can wear on you. So definitely finding that balance is a bit tough. Gotcha. So how do you, how do you go about finding the balance? Uh, so since we did go, you know, go in May and break free, it has been tough. Uh, I've really relied on penciling things in and scheduling things in okay. because, you know, life's been kind of crazy and hectic. Um, we usually would have already went on a vacation by now mm -hmm. and, and you broke away and we haven't, but we finally scheduled something for next week. So really planning things out, like, you know, Hey, sounds silly, but you know, I'm going to schedule a block to go take the dog for a walk, you know, mm -hmm. later. Cause if I don't, then I'm going to sit here all day. No, makes total and, and sense. Not walk away, I so. tell my wife this all the time. She works all the time and I'll come home at four o'clock. Hey, and I go, I don't, she's like, what great. I haven't eaten lunch yeah. today. Like, I haven't moved. How yet. about you schedule 30 <laughs> minutes for yourself to, you know, go to the bathroom or get lunch or something like that. So those are things that are always important yeah. to kind of take care of and make sure that you do self-care and yeah. take care of yourself at the same time. Um, so if someone were coming to you right now, um, you know, a lot of people don't know how the mortgage process works. They don't even know how to start. Sure. I remember when I, my wife and I moved here about seven years ago, it was our first home, had no idea where to start. Um, luckily, I had a really good real estate agent that had some connections that could help us with the mortgage process. But for the people that are kind of sitting around home thinking about buying a house or interested in buying a house, what steps, they, what do they need to do? What steps should they take to kind of get the process started? Instead of just getting online and, you know, going to say, Quicken or yeah. whatever, QuickBooks, whatever it's called nowadays. Yeah. Like I'm going to get a quote online and just starting that way. What, what do you recommend? What are the steps they should take? So I know it sounds cliche, but literally just reach out to your real estate or broker, you know, mm -hmm. professional because you're going to sit there and overthink. Like that's, that's the thing is like, like, just like you said, you're going to get online and you're going to look at stuff and you're going to, you know, take all these opinions that may not be relative to your situation. Cause you know, there's national news and then there's, you know, local news that maybe isn't even hyper local to where you're trying to move. So literally let us take the burden off of your plate. And if you know that it's something you want to do, I would say within the next 12 months, even mm -hmm. it's best to go ahead and start talking to that real, you know, that broker professional, real estate professional to see what the next steps are for you specifically. Mm -hmm. um, don't overthink it really is the thing. Like if you think this is a goal for you, don't, don't think that's for someone else. You know, that if that's what you want, Hey, let's get you going. So uh, you know, some of the first things we look at are like income and, and credit. And so if you're not, if you think you're not there yet, Hey, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to figure that out. Like, mm -hmm. let's figure that out and make you a plan mm -hmm. or, you know, Hey, maybe we talk and you may be ready to go right now. Yeah. So. Okay. Gotcha. That's great advice. Um, so moving on to a little bit more personal stuff sure. because we want people to get to know you yeah. personally. And, you know, we all work with people that we know, like, and trust, but we got to make sure that we like you first. Sure, yeah. Um, so an interesting fact you put down about yourself is that you are a tattoo junkie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see some beautiful artwork yeah, on your arm right yeah. now. How did that start? So it's funny because I, I think about, uh, like, I got it later in life, I would think, because I see a lot of I say kids, people, you know. No, no, kids, my, my yeah. 15-year-old <laughs> nephew has a tattoo, like, yeah. on, his, on his side. So, yeah. like, it starts early for a lot of people. It does. So, which was pretty taboo, I feel like, when, when I was growing up or we were growing up. Um, and uh, I started getting them 
in my 30s. Okay. So it was kind of, you know, just, oh, hey, I'm going to get one. Mm -hmm. I think that's what everybody says. So, um, and is I it what like, they say? Is it true? Is it like addicting? Yeah, I feel like it is because you think I'm just going to get one. And so I got it on my upper arm. And I thought, okay, cool. And then you continue to go back and go back. And I just was looking in, I mean, you know, online social media, that's a testament to social media. I got on Instagram and looked around, just saw these beautiful pieces because I was like, I don't want to just go get a flash tattoo, but I really did a lot of research and ended up getting connected with some really good, like actually background to art or okay. type artists. And the things they can do and put on, you know, I started out with my arm and then extend it down, then went to the other arm, then went to my leg, then went to my other leg. And um, but I met a lot of great, great artists and people along okay. the way. So it's been fun. So how many total tattoos do you have currently? So when I was trying to think about how many, I was like, I had to step away and think about it because I went more in sessions. Okay. So I was going to tell you an hour. So I've set for probably 200 plus hours. So what's the longest you've been in a chair while yeah. someone's been tattooing you? So I've set for about 12 hours. In one session? In one session. And that was at a convention. How did you so, How did you do 12 hours in a chair? Don't no, don't recommend. <laughs> don't, don't recommend to travel and do a two days back to back. Oh my God. So, um, but it definitely is a ritual. Like when I do plan it out and I do it locally, it can be very, you know, cathartic. It's very, you know, therapeutic. You know, you... You pack your bags you're like this is my little snacks this is my reading book this is my music it can be fun but doing it at a convention for you know 10 to 12 hours straight was probably not the greatest okay experience. we need to dive into this a little bit okay so yeah. you were at a convention mm -hmm. so you traveled somewhere yeah. where it was a tattoo convention i'm assuming yeah, yeah. How did you hook up with this person? Was this someone that you knew or like, yeah. how did this happen? You yeah. got to tell the story. Yeah, you gotta for sure, for sure. So I really love, and, and shameless plug, um, Eden Body Art. We're all about Dallas. plugs here. Keep yeah. going. So Eden Body Art in Dallas, everyone look them up. Yeah, okay. Eden Body Art in Dallas on Preston. They're wonderful. It's a woman-owned business. Um, her husband, you know, does it with her, but it's a, it's a you know, husband and wife duo. And there's a lot of great, talented women artists there, if you guys do. Um, and I kind of followed her along. She didn't have her own place and then followed her over to there and got a lot of artwork. And she had another girl come on board, uh, strawberry Jade, super talented. They knew I wanted to get in with her cause she did these neon pieces, okay. um, these neon pieces that would take a few days and they knew I wanted to do it. So they said, Hey, we're going to a convention in um, LA, you know, if you come, we'll give you a good deal. Mm -hmm. If you get there and sh you know, just get yourself there, um, we'll do it. And so I fly out there, um, you know, get prepped, never done, never done a convention before, but I decided to go to one traveling. Okay. So flew out to LA, you know, show up. Um, and it's definitely something different. It was a two day. I've never done two days back to back. Okay. And I thought, how am I going to survive this? And it was on the back of my calf. Okay. Never did a back of the calf before, so oh it was yeah, it was intense. Uh, but she was a she was a true professional. It takes the thing is like it takes a toll on your body, but it takes a toll on their bodies too. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, a lot of people ask this question. I don't have any tattoos yet. I'm planning on getting one in the next year or so. So, does it hurt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just well, sitting there you know like, what? yep. It doesn't, and you know, the thing is, like, it doesn't hurt the same. Like, it's not like a puncture or anything. Like, I still see needles and go, ooh. Yeah. Because, you know, like, if they're going to get a shot or something, mm -hmm. it's totally different. But it's more like, it's, I feel like it's kind of like a, it's just that consistent scraping. So I think the part that ends up hurting okay. is the longer you go because it's just that wearing down. Yes. And, you know, as they get the color in. And, and the they're hitting the same nerve. The yeah. You just times. keep kind of going. So the longer it takes, I think that's when it starts to hurt. But the best thing about a tattoo to me 
is when it stops. When the when the machine, not a gun, yeah. when the machine stops, you that's it. They put the you know the sanoderma okay. on it, and you're kind of, you, I feel like it, it that's it's done. Okay. So. Okay. So let's go back to this. Okay. So you're 12 hours yeah. of pain. You're yeah. sitting there in a chair. Yeah. What are you doing for the 12 hours that you're sitting Crying. in the chair? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it was the environment, but you know it was a convention. So it's a you know you're sitting in this chair that's not the most comfortable. It's not your normal chair. Okay. And then you got people walking around and all this no noise. So it's kind of hard, hard to zone out. And are people like talking to this yeah. entire time? Yeah. So people are walking by and they you know are looking and you know some people stop to talk. Um, but you know, I've got I've put my headphones in and try to zone out. So it was just a little harder to zone out. I would say at a convention, but okay. you know, I'm putting my headphones in. I'm listening to you know some good music to hopefully okay. like distract me, um, and then I'll try to bring a book. But I would say that time it was kind of hard to read because I had a hard time focusing. Okay. Yeah. So mental note, everybody, do yeah. not do 12 hours in a session. Try yeah. to break it up. And don't do it at a convention where people try to talk to you. Right, yeah, don't talk to okay. me, I, yeah, please, no. Gotcha. So another interesting fact that you wrote down was you've been grinding since you were 14. Sure, So yeah. is that your first job at 14? Yeah, yeah. So what was that job, what did you do? So my first job at 14 was I worked at Winn-Dixie when they still existed. Okay, no, I don't know, I don't you know might have to I know about Winn-Dixie, <laughs> I have a lot of fans in the South, but do a lot of people know, a lot of people don't know what Winn-Dixie no, yeah. is, so explain to them what Winn-Dixie yeah, is. Yeah, so Winn-Dixie was our grocery store before there was Kroger, I guess, okay. or you know, prior to Kroger. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so really just a little community uh, grocery store. It was right up the street. My mom used to go all the time. So one day we went in, I, was, I just turned 14 and she was going grocery shopping and I was like, Hey, I want to get a job. They said, you got your social, let's go get, get in. So I sacked my mom's groceries when she left that day. Okay. Yeah. So Perfect. That was it. I was in. All right. So what we're going to do now is my favorite portion is the lightning round. Okay. A couple questions. Just the first thing that comes to your, to your mind. Don't think about it. Just don't be, just do, okay. as they say in Top Gun Maverick. Let's do All it. All right, so the first question, standard question we ask everyone, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Thank you. Okay. Everyone's gotten it right so far, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> um, if there were no dress code for work, now you work for yourself, so there probably isn't a dress code, but right. if there were no dress code for the work, what would, you, what would your chosen uniform be? Absolutely Lululemon leggings. The ladies know. <laughs> All right. Um, some good tennis shoes and a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, if you had a month off to travel anywhere you desired, where would you go? Florida. I well, love Florida. Florida. I love Florida. Of all the places in the world, you'd go to Florida. I don't like long flights, okay. so I'm probably not going to go overseas. Okay. And I love the beach and water, and I don't care that it rains every day there. Okay. I, I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite movie? Oh, Goodfellas. I'm not going to think too much. Such a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Okay. Um... If you had to be stranded on a desert island, what one item could you not live without? My phone. <laughs> answer, God, we're such millennials. Not My phone. <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind, that's so I'm going to be honest. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, your first celebrity crush? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. From Home Improvement? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is yeah. of an age. If he's still alive, you know. He's they, still they, around. Okay. He's still around. Okay. I don't think he's doing anything, but he's still around. Yeah. But I remember that. I used to watch <laughs> that show a lot, so fair. No? Okay. Um, who had the biggest influence on you as a kid or as a teenager? Oh, man, I would say probably, 
probably my parents, to be honest, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I idolize too many, uh, maybe some rock stars of the day, some nineties <laughs> okay. rock, per- Nirvana just, fan uh, or... maybe like corn and Limp Bizkit, so I don't know that they okay. were idols, but probably yeah. not the best people to yeah. idolize, but you know, yeah. it works out for you. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that is, that's all I got for you today. Awesome. This cool. has been great. I really, oh, we have one more question. Special guest. We have a special guest for this question. Speak up though. Okay. Well, so what is your favorite old timer game? Old timer game? Video game. Oh, old time video game. Okay, so when I like to play video games, sometimes I still do. Uh, Donkey Kong. Do you know what that is? Do you even know what Donkey Kong is? Donkey Kong is a lame waste of time. Well, what what, what should I be playing? Yeah, what game should I be playing? Yeah, well, you should be playing like. Fortnite, Roblox. Oh, okay. But you ask old timey games. So yeah, that's I don't why know new timey games. Yeah. Well, because you're old. You just gave it away. They exactly. Didn't know it. All right. Well, we're going to end it there. <laughs> um, so, Robin, thank you so much for joining yeah, me. Um, if people are looking to meet you, find out more information, where can they find you? So, um, I'm really active on Instagram. So, Robin G. Lending on Instagram. It's the same thing on Facebook. Uh, well, on YouTube. <laughs> And TikTok, and then Facebook's just my name, Robin Griff. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Um, if you guys are, need any information, please look her up. She's a wealth of knowledge. Um, she's so much fun to be around, as you can tell by some of the answers. Someone that can sit in a tattoo chair for 12 hours is probably someone that can put up with a lot and someone that can help you out. So look her up. Uh, but, Robin, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, our chairman of the board, Asher, thank you so much for throwing in that one question. <laughs> um, and we'll be back uh, next week with another great episode. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to the Agent on the Go podcast. We hope you all take care. Take to, uh, talk to you guys soon.